0: Do hair, makeup now or DJ as a hobby. The expenses you acquired and the money you made can be claimed in your tax return. Have a qualified child? You can get up to $4,373 or more. Call Raul Tax Services at 678-561-0774. We will give you a $25 gift card for any referrals that become a client. Your name
1: also will be placed in the drawing to win a $100 gift card at the end of the tax season for your referrals. Call
0: now Raul Tax Services at 678-561-0774. We help more people get returns. New York and you with Real Talk Sports. Hey guys, that's right. You're listening to the Real Talk Sports show. We broadcast to you live right here from Pinstrikes Bowling and Entertainment Center. And of course, I have with me a guy that plied his trade in the flats at Georgia Tech right here in Atlanta. One of the greatest football players ever to lace some up for Georgia Tech in the Georgia Tech Sports Hall of Fame, all ACC 50th year anniversary team. The one, the only Captain America, Ken Swillings, in the building. Uh, hello, sir. How are you doing? I'm doing good, sir. How are you doing I'm morning? doing pretty good. I can't I, complain. can't complain. Everything is good. That's right, because really, at the end of the day, we are both here, uh, alive and well, and we got nothing to complain about. I, I, I thank God. I went to, uh, i go ahead and announce it now. Might as well get it. Uh, I'll probably announce it later on, but those of you who know my story know that I had, about six months ago, uh, had to get some emergency surgery where they basically uh, disconnected the pipes <laughs> and read the pipes to a bag. Well, suffice to say, that you know, thank God that's not permanent. And uh, so they're going to reattach me. So I actually saw the surgeon today. And uh, so I'm waiting now just for the official word from them that uh, I am ready to go. So, uh, again, we thank God uh, for that. I thank God for being here, bro.
2: Hey,
0: that's a good thing. That's a real good thing. It is. It is. Praise the Lord. Well, a lot of stuff is going on. A lot of stuff is going on in uh, the world of sports. Uh, Of course, we have the uh, NFL draft that's coming up very, very shortly. We also have the uh, we also have as well the NBA draft that's coming up in just a little bit. And of course, the other thing that's going on here, I'm gonna try to see if I can get it here online because right now here in the establishment, they have the uh, playoff game on where Philadelphia is just ahead of Miami here. Actually, it's a tie game now, 43-43 with about seven minutes to go. But as you know, Ken, um, the schedule for the NFL is being announced right now, just so speak. Right, exactly, exactly. So uh, I think
3: we got the. I think the first eight games are already leaked or whatever. Leaked. That's right.
0: <laughs> and one of them that has been leaked is that the opening game of the season will, in fact, be our Atlanta Falcons against the Philadelphia Eagles, and we'll talk about that a little bit more in the second half. But we wanted to at least get that leak out for you. That's the rumor on the mill that the first game of the season will be Atlanta Falcons traveling down to Philadelphia against those Eagles. Yeah,
3: that, that'll be a good one. That'll be a real good test uh, <laughs> uh, for our offensive, our uh, newly found offensive line, reshaped, reformed, whatever you want to call it. Correct. Right. Um, we are just adding one piece. I, believe. <laughs> but we just, yeah, perhaps, we're, I think we're going to find out early um, how short of a leash Sarkeesian uh, has. Uh, we'll find out early. Uh, how much uh, work Matt has done in the off We'll find out real early just how effective our red zone offense is. We're
0: going to find out
3: real, real, early, real uh, early how efficient our running back, our running game is, and we'll find out uh, real early just how good our young defense has come along.
0: Well, we're going to take a peek at all that. We'll be talking more NFL as the broadcast goes on. So keep it locked right here. Remember, you can uh, check us out on Facebook Live. We are streaming to you right now here live on Facebook. You're also going to check us out on uh, Periscope as well. Hopefully, we are coming through loud and clear. I believe uh, the rest of my knowledge, everything shows here that we should be piping to you guys loud and clear. So, hopefully, everybody is hearing us, and we're going to go on log on just to make sure that everybody's hearing us in just right. a moment. So, uh, again, we appreciate each and every one of you. And we also appreciate those people who have logged on to the Block Talk Radio portal. Uh, who are checking us out via blocktalkradio.com forward slash real talk sports ATL. So again we, we thank God for every everybody. Well uh like I said the playoffs are going on right now. Uh Philadelphia and Miami are getting after pretty good. Uh it looks like Ken uh Joel M B is going to be making an appearance.
3: Uh, uh, he he has made an appearance already. Yep. I think uh you know um Philadelphia plays a different ball game when he's in the game. Absolutely. You know, so it, he he is that guy. Uh, that can affect the game on both on both uh, sides of the court. So it's going to be interesting to see how um, uh, Whiteside adjusts and if he can be a part of this uh, <laughs> of, of this playoff series at all.
0: Right, and uh, Whiteside is going to give him all he wants and then some because we saw uh, Whiteside in the uh, game two, and he was uh, the defining uh, force down low that really allowed uh, Miami to take that game and uh, and even the series. So it's it's going to be very interesting from here on out.
3: Uh, you know, I, I believe so. I really want to see that happen. I like Miami. I like uh, what they uh, what they can do. Uh, I got some, you know. Got some apples on no, it? No no no, okay, no, 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 no,
1: no,
3: no, I got I was saying, uh, I got some friends that like Philadelphia that really are crazy about Philadelphia, and they really want to see Philadelphia do well. And I do, too. I want to see it. Young, it's good to have some new young blood and. After what Philadelphia's went through, as far as the rebuilding process, and you know, uh, having the star, having that the, the first round pick almost be snake bit for, for the last five years, <laughs> with not being able to play and not being able to do different things, uh, you can see this young team very uh, getting some maturity, getting some footing, and um, hopefully, you know, they can be a formidable well, challenge for somebody in the, in the East
0: well i think that uh, certainly they have shown all season long uh that they are uh that they are formidable for uh, one fifty games for the first time in over ten years last time i did it uh a, a young guy by the name of a i was still on the team at that time so uh and speaking of that uh that was, that, I think was <laughs> that was that was pretty big that uh that uh a i has been really an integral part of when I say integral part he has been cheering these guys on um, from behind the bench and uh um it really, I think, makes those young guys really feel some kind of way that, uh, that you know, this guy who is a living legend is able to, you know, get out there and get behind them and really cheer them on. So, again, we looking for Philadelphia to make some noise, but it looks like Dwayne Wade is not going quietly in the night.
3: Yeah, yeah, Dwayne Wade, uh, I think the other night, Kevin Hart and uh, AI kind of got on his skin a little bit. <laughs> <All> right, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what Kevin Hart said to him, but whatever he said, he don't need to say it again. No, because
0: uh, uh, yeah, D-Way was strong. So he looked
3: like he looked he looked a lot like the old Way. Uh he looked like he got back in the wayback machine for uh, wayback machine for one moment in time. Yes, sir. And you know he can be he can be good once as he ever was. So <laughs> you know he can be he can be just that good. And we know that when he gets into that comfort zone and, and they really don't have anybody that that could that could stop him. Probably what I would have done was was try to put Simmons on him and maybe they, that could have could have slowed him down a little bit a right. little bit better but um you know the D- Wade was on one the other night and uh it looks it looked like uh, the old Dwayne Wade and looked like he was uh heading into a uh into a Eastern Confer- Conference conference uh, championship or something
0: yeah he was playing like like I said, really like the old D Wade uh, really bringing that uh, that heat uh not to uh you know kind of make a funny there but yeah he looked <laughs> like yeah he looked at like the real situation i mean uh, very very impressive uh, uh, response by Dwayne Wade because uh, he knew you don't want to go down, uh, you don't even though they're coming back home, you really didn't want to go into an 02 hole. That's that's a hole that really is very, very hard to dig out of uh, in any kind of postseason environment. I don't care who you are. So, uh, the old man, the OG, Sean, he's still got a little bit left in the tank. Well, guys, we've now officially opened up the phone lines. Phone lines are 347 326 9991. You can give us a call and we will get you into the live broadcast. Uh, Your opinions here. Uh, Do you have a favorite team that you like uh, for these NBA playoffs? You can give us a call. We'll talk about that. Uh, Or uh, we're also going to talk in just a few minutes about our Atlanta Hawks and what they should do possibly in the upcoming draft. So all that is in front of you. And, again, you can join us on the phone line and get your comments in at 347-326-9991. Again, you're listening to the Real Talk Sports Show as we broadcast to you right here from just minutes away from downtown Atlanta, in uh, another one of our, our good spots here, pinstrike Bowling and Entertainment Center. Uh, I want to give a big shout-out to our uh, general manager here, Tim Mullen. You yeah. got a chance to see him today. He couldn't hang around because Tim is on the move. Uh, <laughs> he actually covers all three of their locations. They have one in Chattanooga, hmm. and also they have one further south in Macon. And, um, you know, we, we, have, we have an invitation. Okay. okay. Like Tim said we, we'd like to bring the show on the road. He said he does a lot of stuff uh, down there in Macon and uh, he said the, uh, the door would be open for us to come on down because he said they do a lot of stuff with Mercer. Okay. So he said okay. we can certainly come down there and do the live broadcast and talk a little Mercer sports. So uh, the Real Talk Sports Show, who knows, we could be on the move. We could be. Could be on the move. If you guys want us to come out uh, to your location, you can give me a call, 678-410-9833. would be more than happy to, uh, uh, to see what we can do to bring the Real Talk Sports Show out to you. Uh, we're going to try to see if we can find out more information about the NFL schedule right now, checking back on the scoreboard for the NBA game that we are watching here, Philadelphia and Miami are really getting into it here. Miami holding on to a 52 50 lead with about four minutes to go. Uh, Ben Simmons seems to be uh, a little at odds with the referees right now, as we speak. (laughs) So, so uh, like I said, we expect that game to have a lot of action. Speaking of games, that have had some action. Um, what has been the best series for you so far, Ken?
3: Ooh, you, uh, you know, I have been impressed with Toronto. Uh, I, I think I'm not going to say they got the best series going on, but I, I've been impressed with them a little bit. You know, I know they're just they're playing um, uh, the Washington Wizards, and it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Uh, heck, when you look at this series uh, that we have going right now with uh, with uh, the Miami Heat and the Philadelphia 76ers, I mean, the 76ers are trying to, you know, establish themselves. Right. You know, so th- that makes it that makes it fun. Um, and, and I don't think, um, you know, um, Miami is going to go quietly into the night. <laughs> oh no, I <buddy>. so as <laughs>
0: long as you have D Wade there on your team, that's just not going to happen. This guy is going to, if he's going to go out, he's going to go out swinging. So right. You no, know, right. no, if fans or bust about it. So uh, just, I think everybody needs to just keep their. Uh, keep their eye on what's happening here uh, with that series. I tell you the other series which is got kind of interesting is The Pacers and the Cavaliers. Oh a, yes. A series that we thought was gonna be of somebody sitting next to me. Was <laughs> <laughs> sitting across from you. Right it <laughs> would be sitting across from you. <laughs> right. Said that the Cavaliers were gonna wax wax mm. Uh but once again we have um Lance Stevenson and LeBron part 18. Uh, Lance Stevenson, once again, showing that he, more so than anybody else in the NBA, has found a way to get under the skin of the King, King James himself. Um, and I think that, you know, when he gets in there and kind of needles uh, LeBron like that, LeBron kind of makes a joke out of it, but there's no question that Stevenson uh, does get under his skin. And I, I think it kind of affects his game a little bit. So that should be interesting to see how that plays out. Series tied at 1-1.
3: Right. But well, it, it, it might have affected a little bit in the first game. I don't think, the, you know, and the Cavaliers will go as LeBron go. you know. So, if he, if he's having a, a struggle night, which he did in that first game, which was, you know, he still, you know, scored an ample amount of points, but it just, it was ugly and it was a struggle. You know, when he struggles, the Cavaliers are going to struggle. And uh, it's just it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Uh, I don't think he affected the game too much uh, last night or when LeBron no. had 46. So. 46 points, so <laughs>
0: rebounds, five assists, and LeBron played. All of eight minutes, right? Uh, in that game, 40 minutes for LeBron. Another epic, epic performance, narrowly missing a uh, triple double. Kyle Korver hitting double figures again. Played 31 minutes. The OG still has a little bit left in the tank. 12 points for Korver, 15 points for Kevin Love, uh, eight rebounds. And but the the, the big problem is is that if you look up and down this roster, this is why Cleveland has been inconsistent all year long. Okay, let's let's look at some of the other numbers of guys that LeBron depends on. Okay. Okay. Uh, J.R. Smith, 35 minutes, five points. Okay. Okay. Uh, Jeff Green off the bench, they expect him to give him some instant offense, 13 minutes, two points. Mm-hmm. Another big failure was really Larry Nance Jr., 24 minutes, two points, five rebounds. Yep. And, and that's really the story. As long as that kind of production is going to come out of these guys, Cleveland is going to – you're going to wear LeBron out. You if you get into the second round, the guy's going to be so fatigued. Right. I don't know if he's going to have anything left in the tank.
3: Right, and, and that's my question. You know, when you bring those guys like Larry Nance Jr. over, when you bring um, um, uh, Jeff Green and all those guys, those guys, you know, they're regular season-tested guys. But we're talking about playing in the heat of the battle of the playoff series. Uh, when you know LeBron is going to do his thing and he's going to kick the ball to you and you're going to be dependent upon to knock the shot down, right? And you know, and and they just they're just not getting that. They're just not getting that the the right shooting. The um, the, the spacing is off. Everything is just kind of going awry a little bit for for um for, for the Cavaliers. So hopefully they can get it together. And uh, if not, this series is going to get a little bit tighter and tighter as we go along. Oh,
0: there's no question about it. Uh, I, I just think, like you said, again, it's, it's very interesting what has happened here. You mentioned earlier Toronto. Uh, Toronto looks like the real deal. Um, they are really giving Washington uh, all they can handle. And then some, I thought that John Wall was going to be a little bit more productive. Uh, Toronto is just really playing, you know, great defense. Uh, and the bigs are just, you know, they really have uh, have shut down uh, the penetration of John Wall. Right. And, uh, you know, you're 2-0. And I think that uh,
3: the Wizards are in trouble getting swept. Uh, I, I believe you're right. I believe you're right. And we'll see how they respond in this, in this in game three. If they can come out and kind of kind of right the ship a little bit and get a win on their home court, if not, uh, this thing could wrap up real quickly <laughs> and, it, and it could be over with. Uh, another good series that we haven't talked about yet is the. Um, uh, the series with the uh, Portland Trail Blazers And, uh, Pelicans. and Pelican. yep. yeah. mm-hmm.
0: yep. uh, the Pelicans, yep. The former unibrow <laughs> has uh, <laughs> has definitely stepped up and shown yes. that he is ready for prime time. Yes. Uh, outstanding there, and I believe, let me just go ahead and check here. What's going on? Yes, that is correct. After last night, uh, the Tuesday night's uh, lost, now Portland finds themselves trailing Two games to done done in that series,
3: and they they lost two games at home. At home, so you know, so it went, when I looked at that game. The difference in the game has been uh, the play of uh, of Drew Holiday and Rondo. You know, they have really played really well. Drew Holiday, I believe he had like thirty six points in the other night. Yep, um, he was. He's just a little bit too big uh, for Dame Lillard and, and CJ McCullough. And I think they took. Uh, you know, kind of thinking it kind of personal that uh, you know that the only two guards that have been talked about have been. <laughs> were <laughs> little and CJ and McCollum, and nobody's talking about Drew Holiday and uh, and and Rondo. So it's been one of those things, and it was just uh, it was a beautiful thing to see. They were just backing uh, those little guys down and, and shooting over the top of them and throwing alley oops so right and left, and everything was happening the way the Pelicans needed to happen. You know, so you know we'll see what happens when they go home. It should be, I mean, it should be game on. Should be an advantage to the Pelicans, but they should. You know, come out of the series, but we shall see.
0: Let's take a look at the numbers uh, in the game the other night. Uh, Here's the game recap here. And the story is uh, Damon Luther played 40 minutes, McCullum played 39 minutes. They combined for 39 points, which would be respectable in most cases in postseason. But if we look at Holiday's numbers, well, like you said, 33 points, nine assists. Right And Ray John Rondo, battle-tested. This guy has been, uh, was a, a, a beast when he was in Boston. Right. Led them on back-to-back uh, finals appearances, winning an NBA championship as well. 16 points, 9 assists, and 10 rebounds, right. which is another thing that people don't understand. That Rondo, when he's on top of his game, that's something he does very well. Now, for those of you who are listening, you're probably saying, Hey, y'all, what, y'all in a helicopter? <laughs> not no quite, not quite. Not a helicopter, but instead, this is a savory beverage. Yeah,
3: yeah, mixed up there. Adult beverage, at that. Oh,
0: wait a minute. Let me let me back up. (laughs) Let me back up. Let me back up. I thought
3: it was I thought it was a smoothie. Uh, It looks like a smoothie, but it's uh, it's an adult (laughs) beverage. (laughs) going on minister i don't know if you want to promote that or not you know but uh,
0: <laughs> can't say okay let's clarify <laughs> yes let's clarify that that is a uh a beverage that has some another kind of spirit another kind of spirit in there Another so kind of spirit. if y'all want some of that you can you can't come down i mean at the end of the day I, i'm not it, there is no biblical edict that you can't have an alcoholic beverage uh i say what i always say to anything if you do it do it in moderation in moderation amen but yeah, the Pelicans definitely look like they are, uh, like you say again, ready to do some business. And anytime you can get uh, 49 points out of your guards, right? Exactly. And then you have a player like Anthony Davis in the middle uh, that do what he always does: uh, 22 points, 13 rebounds. And uh, let, let's not let's not sell short. I'm, I'm I am i am not pronounce his name, but Mr. Nikola, uh, <laughs> the forward, Mr. Malick, 17 points, 8 rebounds as well. So you know the the Pelicans, man. I mean they. At least so far. At least so far. So, far. so far. That's the opposite thing. So far, they look like a team that is going to make some noise.
3: And, and, and that's one thing about the playoffs. You have to take everything um, with, with a grain of salt, and you have to take it game by game, case by case. Um, every scenario is different because it's a game of adjustments. Who can make the best adjustments? Who no can do the, the things that they need to do in order to get it, um, you know, to get their team, you know, uh, in the right position. And when it happens, when it happens well, you come out with a victory. But the next game is another adjustment, you know. So you have to be on your p's and q's and ready for it, ready for what might happen.
0: So no doubt, coming back over to the East, um, Boston handles their business, uh, keeps home court. They knock off the uh, Milwaukee Bucks, one twenty to one oh six. Boston turning it on in the second half. That was really kind of the big thing there it was. Fairly close game in the yeah. first half, 60-51. Uh, to The Boston scored 60 points again in the second half and uh, kept Milwaukee Bucks at bay. Even though the Greek freak, 30 points, 8 assists, 9 rebounds for the yeah. Greek freak. But it was yeah. not enough as uh, the Celtics. And You
3: know, it's, they're content to let him have what he wants and just shut everybody else out. And, that, and that's the kind of the, the way you got to do it because he's the guy. Right, he, he's he's the he's the one that 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 can get his and and nobody, no matter who, who's on him, he's going to get his points. But you just can't let the other ancillary pieces go off. Um, you know, I really think they need to play uh, the kid that came from Duke, the one that had the knee injury, um, Jabari Parker. Yeah, Jabari Parker. I think they need to play him a little bit more. I think they need to try to get him more a little bit more involved. Um, you know, the Bucks are are enigma to me because they are the a team that is kind of like you see them growing, but then all of a sudden you see them shrinking. Moments like when they get into when they get into a playoff situation, and they play. They're playing as if they're playing like a regular season ball game. And this is not the this is not the regular season. This is a uh, you know this is you know when it when it's over it's over you know so you know you just have to uh, come out and hopefully they can get a, come out and get a couple wins and, and make it a series.
0: Well, I, I think the other uh, the other thing that really um, has been an eye-opener. We knew this young man was good because obviously he went, uh, I believe, right from high school into the pros uh, right here from down the road here. I think not too far away up in the northwest part of of Metro Atlanta. But how about the performance of Jalen Brown? Oh, yes. 30 points in 33 minutes, Mm. including a couple of uh, very uh, posterizing type dunks. Uh, in that game. So Jalen Brown has really shown that, uh, you know, he's ready to take his game to the next level. Uh, and you look at this team, uh, another guy who quietly, quietly is putting up the numbers that he always does, uh, somewhere in the teams as far as points, uh, gets himself uh, a couple of steals and a few rebounds and assists. Al Horford, 35 minutes, 16 points, four assists, and five rebounds for the former Atlanta Hawks. Now, based on what he's being paid, you would think you'd get this to Trench with more production, but. What Al does do is that he is amazing in terms of keeping the flow of the ball moving, uh, keeping things uh, uh, moving as far as in the paint area, and very, very good at pick and roll and inside out play. Right. I mean, he's a solid ball player. Yep. He, he, he's a pro's pro. He's a, he's a he's a
3: professional ball player, and uh, Al is going to be consistent. Consistently going to do um, uh, what he does. He's yep. gonna He's going to score the basketball. He's going like said, he's going to do the pick and pop. You know, he's going to uh, rebound when necessary and when needed you know and you, they knew what they had and what what they have in him i just don't know if they can if they can possibly have enough to get past toronto or if they have enough to even get past cleveland if cleveland makes it that far
0: well you know you got to look at this boston team and say to yourself man i mean just you look at a guy like danny and i saw him uh, the other night watching a game sitting you know a few rows behind the team i mean what kind of gm is this guy he hijacked multiple teams over the course of two <laughs> or three years, right. and a stockpile—not uh, only stockpile of draft picks, but the picks themselves. Right. You look at, you know, of course, with Jalen Brown. You look at, at at Jason Tatum. You look at these guys that he's been able to get out here, and these guys have had these seminal moments where they have done, you know, just outstanding play. Even a guy like Terry Rozier. Okay, twenty-three points, eight assists, and three rebounds. And you look at this.
3: And there's no Kyrie. Yeah, yeah. And, and there's no Kyrie. Uh, you the big trade that you, I mean, dude, the big act, the acquisition that you made in in the offseason. Gordon Hayward hadn't played all year. He was injured, and that's something.
0: So, so you thinking, know, what, it, it, how good could this team really be when those two parts come back?
3: How good it could they be? And it really speaks to Brad Stevens, if you ask. Yep. You know, okay. he is a heck of a coach, and I don't think sometimes I don't think I think all the uh, with Dan, Danny Ainge being uh, kind of pulling all the strings, I think that gets lost in the shuffle sometimes, you know. This guy has been able to do it without uh his two prominent star players. And you know, and has has made two all stars. Two all stars. Yep. all star. You know, and has made everything work and everything look well and and um the team really messes well together. So, you know, uh, Brad Stevens, kudos to him. Uh he has his team right where where they need to be and uh you know they're they're up they're up two to nothing and and um, you know, and 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 ready, ready to do it. So we'll
0: see what happens. And I think some of that could be the fact that you know the guy is you know, he's young. Is is he not the youngest coach in the league? He's oh, one. He, he, to, he's
3: he's one of the youngest coaches mm-hmm. in the league. I think you know he always has that baby face. You okay. Know? <laughs> so you know, um, I, I'm not even sure. I don't. Even, I don't think he's forty yet. I don't. I don't think he. Doesn't is. look like it. He, he's got to be kind of, probably kind of close, but he, I don't think he is. But uh, he's a guy that really knows uh, a basketball and has really uh, done a w- really good job of, of uh, coaching the Celtics and, and getting them in the right position.
0: And speaking of coaching, we want to do uh, two things here. First of all, before you go any further, we certainly want to give our condolences oh, uh, and a huge uh, shout-out to uh, the head coach of San Antonio Spurs, Greg Popovich. Uh, uh, Popovich uh, sadly lost his wife of 40 years. Yeah. Uh, she had been battling a, uh, an illness for some time. Uh, but passed away, um, I guess it was yesterday or the day before. Yesterday, I think. And so he will, of course, not be coaching uh, the game tonight. But uh, certainly kudos to him. And, and more importantly, condolences to him and his family, and extended family, and to the Spurs family as well. Uh, Greg Popper is ruining his, his dear, dear wife for 40 years. That's a lifetime, bro. Oh, without a doubt. You know, I look at myself, I'm 47. Um, they've been
3: married almost as long as I've been alive. Isn't that something? So, so. You know uh, that's that's something. Yes, that's, that's really something. And, and you don't. And that's kind of something that's rare these days, because uh, uh, most people don't don't make it that far anymore. You know, they they, they it was the first the first sign of trouble. We are out of here. We out of here. <laughs> and I, I got to go. I'm going to do my thing, uh, or we grow apart, or we do this, that, and the third, and it, and it happens. And, uh, and if it's if it's happened to you in in, in Facebook world or in in, in Block Talk Radio world. It's okay that it happened to you, right? (laughs) Nobody's judging it, Uh, you know. It happened to me, so uh, I'm not judging anybody or anything like that. I just, I just know that 40 years is a long time, and that um, you know marriages are that those marriages like that are are, were built to last, and I thank God for that.
0: And the other uh, uh, coach that we want to mention here uh, is a little bit closer to home. (laughs) Uh, Rumors continue to swirl as they have been Mm -hmm. for the last three or four days that uh, the coach of our Atlanta Hawks, Mike Budenhoser, has been in protracted discussions with the Phoenix Suns about taking over their head coaching job.
3: So, in other words, they're just trying to figure this thing out. Pretty much they're just trying to figure out what can – if if there's any conversation. I don't even think they're thinking about conversation. I just think they're trying to make it work contractually and trying to make everything – uh, be even, Steven almost.
0: <laughs> well, the thing about it is, keep in mind that Coach Bud is still, in fact, under contract for right, another right. two years. But, however, there, there was there was a lot of, you know, Ken. As you get older, you really kind of get sensitive to body language and positioning. Yeah. And so, really, if you think about it, over this last year, we saw a lot of bad signs. <laughs> from uh, Coach Bud,
3: uh, you, are you the one? Are you the one going to be the one talking about uh, that? That. that if when they won 60 games, and you talked to him after the game, he couldn't talk because he was really hoarse. And this year, he had perfect clarity with his voice when uh, after the game. Are you, you well, one of those
0: guys? I'm just, no, I'm not necessarily saying that. What I'm saying is, is that you know, if you if you look at uh, there was a, there was a one or two official team functions where he was really kind of you know kind of took a, a a very low key role. Oh, okay. Even, even even in the draft itself, I mean, he was there, but he just it seemed like, and of course, I understand you have a new GM, so we get it. But it just seemed like he was somewhat disengaged even back then. Well, I mean, he just lost his job and you right. know, was demoted
3: to the coach. And, and luckily, they didn't, they didn't take his pay away from him. And uh, so, I, and you know, anytime a new GM comes into town, he wants his guy. Right. You know, right. he wants his guy to be the coach. So, uh, you know, the handwriting has been on the wall for about a year and a half for me. <laughs> for and, me, you know.
0: And the other thing is, is that um, – even though you you did in fact peg the over under, um, there are a lot of the Hawks ended up winning 24 games. Right, I, I think that there might have been a little bit of uh, unhappiness by upper management down the stretch because even many fans said, "Hey, did the Hawks actually tank enough?"
3: <laughs> I mean, well, you can't go out until a guy. Hey, hey, we want y'all to lose, we want y'all to do this. I mean, when you get into the full of the ball game uh the competitive juices take over, and you know regardless of what's happening or what what's being done on the floor, you want to win the ball you want to win the ball game nobody nobody wants to lose everybody hates losing and hates being associated a a part of a part of losing so it's just it's just one of those things you know so um hopefully you know you know we get this thing resolved before uh, the draft happens, and uh, and we can move on uh, with a new coach or uh, with uh, whatever. Because right now, uh, the most important piece is in place, I and mean, that's Travis Link. I'm sorry.
0: Uh, no doubt about it. Uh, like you said, Coach Bud uh, looks like he could be on his way out. I mean, some of the reasons why, obviously, but well, obviously, number one, uh, which I didn't realize, that Coach Bud is an Arizona native. Right. Uh, you know, he's been a Southwest, West Coast guy. He was a southwestern guy. And uh, a situation where the new uh, coach, the new head GM for the Suns, James Jones, who, yeah, I didn't realize he had his job. He's a foreign player. Okay. And uh, he said that the Suns, and I'm quoting here from soaringdownsouth.com. That's a well known uh, website. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. I going to throw shade. I mean, because the, the bottom line, they're on they're on the front page of Google, <laughs> there, article, there you, there you and, go. and I can't say that for real talk sports right, right now. Right, so I yeah, mean, yeah. Uh, but at the end of the day, it talks about um about uh, the, the James Jones is looking to not underpay, and he will in fact make a competitive bid. Now, now multiple coaches, from what we're seeing, one of the the Suns' uh, websites and one of these bloggers that you know cover the Suns are saying that there are other coaches, obviously, that are being considered. So it's a situation, right. man, where um where I, I just think. To me, there's just there just seemed to be a disconnect at times between him and uh, Travis Shank. When I say disconnect, a Travis Shank always looked happy walking through the media room. Coach Bud, you know, of course, you're losing 60 games almost, he looked, you know, really unhappy most of the time. And right. I just I just think maybe they wanted him to, like I said, do a better job of tanking. But the competitive spirit said, "Hey man, I don't care if you give me." Five guys from the from the X League, right? Oh, I'm, we're gonna we're gonna, win. I'm I'm gonna coach him coach up and we're gonna, we're gonna yes, win. yes, sir.
3: So Again, uh, you know, and I don't think that was ever part of his deal. He right. didn't, He didn't want to. I mean, he didn't want to trade trade away these guys. He didn't want to trade away his pieces. He nope. don't want to trade away uh, Teak. You go back to Teague. He didn't want to trade T. He really wanted uh, uh, Demar to stay. You know. Uh, you know. Unfortunately, uh, unfortunately, you know, Toronto at the time swooped and got it. You know. He. I mean. How Cobra was on the court crying because he wanted to stay. Right. You know, so you you got you you know, you you look at Al, you look at uh uh Paul Millsap. These pieces that he wanted to stay, these are all pieces that were part of that sixty win season and all of a sudden they're all gone. And yep. we we're we're left with uh with the ashes and
0: ruins of of what could be, of uh, what could have, what uh, what 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 once was. <laughs> well, I think that sometimes the people, I mean, and I guess what it is, man, I think that that, uh, and I want to really compare them to Georgia fans because, it, but it's that same kind of mentality. Now, people can say, yeah, you know, Kirby did a better job coaching up what he had, which you got to give him credit for that. But it did appear that, I mean, you know, they they they, you know, Georgia was pretty loaded. I mean, you look at the NFL draft coming up; they got a lot of guys. You're know, coming out of that draft, especially in that first and second round. So at the end of the day, when you when you look at that, uh, I'm comparing it to this. You had a situation where Atlanta fans. I can tell people those. Well, uh, the Hawks always get out in the first and second round. Hey, man, uh, first of all, they're getting there every year. Right. A right. lot of teams weren't doing that at all. Right. So I mean, I don't. I mean, I I didn't get that number one and number two. If you look in the record books, like for example, they mentioned that the Hawks. Um, that the Hawks were, were in a situation like they showed a 30 assist in a game. And they said the Hawks were third all time in the last five years of having 30, a 30 assist game in postseason play. And you know, They were second only behind San Antonio as far as their winning a playoff streak appearance. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I just said to myself, I understand that, hey, look, we all trying to win a, a world title. I get that. Right. But at the end of the day, when you blow something up, I, all I can say that I've been saying it all year, they cannot miss in this draft. I'm saying say it one more time. They cannot miss and, in this and, draft.
3: And you're right. They can't miss in this draft because this is what you were angling for. This yep. is what you, you know, kind of blew everything up for, was to get to, to this situation that where you could possibly get, you know, uh, a transformative kind of uh, franchise-changing kind of ball player. Right, And that's what you want. That's what you got to have. And that's what this city kind of needs at this moment. We need – uh, that star that can uh, that can bring uh, people to the arena, uh, no doubt. You know that that can that can lead us. You know, you know, whether it can lead us back into the playoffs, to the promised <laughs> land, baby. It <laughs> leads back in back into contention uh, in the in the um, in the East because as we've said before, you know, you want twenty twenty is where we want to where we where we want to make our hashtag twenty twenty <laughs> where we want to make our uh make, make our bones and try to get uh, something going. And get something in the right direction.
0: Well, speaking of having an infusion of youth, uh, I believe that we have now an appearance by the one and only, he's speaking himself. Miles Tyson is in the building. Miles, you there?
1: Yes, sir. Yes, Let me make sure man. I got a
0: mic up here. Let me see if I make sure I got that mic turned up. Say it one more time. Yes, me. sir. Yes, sir. I'm here, man. I think I got him. Now we're talking.
1: Uh, we're going to talk some basketball with y'all fellas, and y'all, y'all right on the right subject that I've been thinking about. You
0: well, know? you know, you, you, if you, had you arrived on time, you could have really got to the <laughs> meat oh, <laughs> oh, My, you, man, my you bad. Could,
3: you could have <laughs> so. really got to the meat of it. But, you know, we done, we
0: done, we done <laughs> talked about your boy and ran down the field. But, oh, did they? Okay. Yeah, man. Because we, you know, but at the end of the day, it's we talked a little bit about LeBron James. I guess the big question to you, as a guy, as a Cleveland fan, I mean, do you think if he continues not to get support, you know, from, I mean, consistent support, I mean, not J.R. Smith, 19-1 game and then five the next, I mean, how far can this Cleveland team go as they're configured right now?
1: Um, I really don't think they can go far with LeBron scoring 44 every night. Um, He's definitely going to need some help from uh, J.R. Smith is a key. Uh, Maybe Kevin uh, Love now being hurt with his thumb, um, he still said they said he's going to play on Friday. Or, uh, is it Friday? Yeah, Friday night. And he's not going to be 100 percent, of course. I'll give him about 70 percent. But Josh Smith's got to take more than five shots the whole game. Josh Smith's got to do uh, his 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 whole career. He's been a hit and miss guy, not consistent. Besides his early first five to ten, five to six years. Now he he was a beast out there in Denver and everything, but. Originally, he he's a hit or miss guy. He he, but he's not afraid to usually jack it up. He'll get shoot it up about fifteen, sixteen times, maybe make six or seven of them. But that's what they need, at least from him, just to at least show that 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 that, that want to that that grit and grind from him on the offensive end. He's already gonna bring some defensive uh, pressure on the perimeter, which they need, and um, he's definitely got to be a guy. Kyle
0: Corbett was even playing some defense last night. I give him that. Okay, and um, uh, see, this, this shows me, this, this is what I love about you, man. I mean, I love you, but when you make statements like that, I'm thinking to myself, does he really help me, not
2: <laughs> This
0: is your guest. This is who
3: you invited to the show, you know what I'm
0: saying? He's, okay. part, he's part of your team, you know. So.
2: <laughs>
0: okay, I guess where I'm puzzled, I guess where I'm puzzled is, Right. You you make it seem like Cal Corbett doesn't play defense. Uh, no,
1: he, he he's definitely not a consistent defensive player. No. He,
3: he, he, so he's not trying. That's what you're saying.
1: No, no, no. I said he's definitely not a consistent. No, Last night i seen some effort. I've okay. seen that. But, but he, what I'm he, saying, he doesn't do that uh, consistently, not in, not out. No, he doesn't. Cal gives
3: good effort all the time. What are you talking oh, about? On the defensive end? He gives great effort all the time. Oh, he's, now, now, he might be going done. against a guy that's a little bit that's better than him. But he gives effort all the time.
1: because well, he ran down the court his effort? I mean, hey, hey, this,
3: he, he gives effort. Well, everybody all the
1: time. run down the court. I'm just saying. All I'm saying is I seen some some grind in him last night. He was swiping at the ball. I remember it was a mismatch with him and Turner one on one at one specific play late in the uh, early in the fourth quarter I believe it was, and he stole the ball from him and it got a, a pivotal uh, possession change. Okay. And that I didn't I didn't, I ain't never seen that at Kyle Corbin. That's what
3: I haven't seen, you know. Well I, I know that you don't you don't <laughs> you don't necessarily like Kyle Corbin. you don't necessarily like Matt Ryan, you don't necessarily like any of the other uh-oh. Of the other ball players, Uh-oh. you know, you on. don't like Kevin Love, so like, the you know I respect every last one of them. Okay, now you want to respect. I respect every last <laughs> one of them. See, the, the thing, the thing I like about it, uh, you know, and and Kyle did play a little bit better last night. Than oh, he, exactly. that, that, that he has, than he has in in, in recent history. On the defensive um, end, yes, he did. Yeah, I mean, on, on the on the defensive end and on on the offensive end, but you you know they've got to get like you said before they've got to get J R. Smith going. They've got to get some uh, some things happening for them in this series, or else, you know, they're gonna look up and you know they might be down two one, but they I'm might be down three one.
1: Tyron Lue got to do better with substitutions too. He's not. I didn't even see Tristan, talk, Tristan talk to play last night. I didn't see him at all. He didn't play the whole game. Why? Well, I mean, I know he's going through some stuff. He done did some stuff off the court. But what I'm saying is, we talking about on the court. It's playoff time.
0: sure yeah, yeah.
3: Uh, yeah. Uh, he left the, the women that uh, his last name start with Kate. <laughs> he, he should left the woman alone. Kate woman alone. Well, they put well,
1: some on you. But well, once well, well, I got okay, to that, in the Indiana on the
3: court though. There, I'm it, just saying. Why Tyrolo didn't play him at it, all? Everything. You don't know. You don't know that they they actually suck the life force out of people. That's <laughs> That's James what? Harden just barely got away. Life.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> James Harden just barely got
0: out of there. I'm trying to tell you, man. Yeah. He
3: barely got out of there.
0: He got out at, at the right time. <laughs> the <Hey> man, listen. <laughs> the Bible refers to them kind of women that <laughs> say, So that the man looks up like a bird caught in the cage. And James Harden saw the door for, for a second. He said, I'm out. I'm, I'm out. I'm, and he said, I'm free. I'm out. I'm, I'm free. I'm but, gone.
2: Yeah,
3: but uh, you know, it, I wanted to ask you something, Miles, since, since we talk, we're still talking about basketball a little bit. A little bit. um You still feel as if um, Minnesota is going to beat Houston? Um. Oh, uh, 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 don't, don't back down now. I I, uh? I thought they could still win two At that, and I, I
1: still thought they can pull the next two out, out, out at home. Okay. But um, I don't know if it's gonna go game seven now
0: after what I saw last night.
1: Uh, last, I'm trying. I, I had called you. No, they got called, five. They
0: got five. Only five games this first series, right? Is it seven or it's it's first, first series? Seven. Yeah, oh, for it's, really? it's all seven now. It, it's
3: it's all it's all right. Easy, oh, you know, that guy, That was that was a while ago <laughs> <look laughs> when it was five. <laughs> hey, those five Easy. games. It's okay. Easy, <laughs> <It's laughs> okay, man. Easy. <laughs> all right. Yeah, but um, you know, because you called me early last night, Miles. It was like twenty three to seventeen. And you, and, and you Minnesota had the lead, and they was
1: containing that lead a little bit. Then next thing you know, I. I think I left the room for about 15, 20 minutes. I came back. They were down to 17. I said, hold on, man. I said, what happened here? And I said, oh, I should have even called, Ken, after this. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know about that. But I do got a point to make on before we get off basketball. Ken, do we see Dean Wade? 26 points, I mean, 28 points in 26 minutes. What did I say about him playing with Cleveland? All they need to use him is about 20 to 25 minutes. Him and D Rose for twenty four in twenty four I minutes mean he had sixteen points, four rebounds, three assists my, first All I'm saying is that's what was they was there for. That's my, what they was there for.
3: My, my. First of all, Dwayne okay. Wade is no longer in Cleveland. I so so, so so any any statement that you want to make about okay. him in Cleveland is over with.
1: But then I say he still had it. I mean, yeah. I got it one
3: time as <laughs> good as I ever had it. But that's all You right. know what I'm saying? He, we'll see tonight if he can if he can string some games together. Okay. Where he's, I mean, and he is the leader of that team. Mm-hmm. You know whether he's coming off the bench or whether he's starting or whatever he's doing because those young guys look up to him because he's he's got he's the one with the medal. He's the one that's, that's got the rings. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, so, so, way, so, so, so he, he they listen to him and you can tell they they buying into everything that he's preaching. He's just as important as sports Fol- as Fol- is right now. Just mm-hmm. as important, you mm-hmm. know, so if, if he's engaged, those young kids are going to be engaged. And hopefully they can keep the game close, get down to the clutch time, and we can see Ben Dwayne Wade, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So, you know, and, you know, I, I, I love it. I, I love what they're doing right oh, now, yeah. you know, because we talked about it a little bit earlier. But, you know, Dwayne Wade is, you know, you, you know he's one of the you know, top five at least uh, two guards that just that, ever played the game. So all time, and, you know so,
2: time.
3: so you gotta, you gotta respect him. You gotta, uh, you know, know that he can still do some things, even though his knees his might be a little wobbly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, his back might be tight. You know, that you get, but, you get caught slipping, you get caught slipping and, and and next thing you know, he 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 done dunked on you, or know, uh, uh, he's sitting with, hitting you
0: with the uh, with the step back jumper. You know, yeah, so. yeah.
1: And uh, speaking of, but back to the Cavaliers, I, I know uh, we got to get off that. But, yes,
0: we do. Yeah. Yes, We've uh, been talking basketball a long time. Yes,
1: sir. And um, I do think Tyrone Lou do need to use that bench a little bit more. I think he needs to sub a little bit more. I think he needs to play Rodney Hood a little bit more, let them play more than 10, 15, 12 minutes. They're young guys. They still need to get out there, get warmed up, get into the game, get in the field. Well, well,
3: Miles, and the only problem I have with what you're saying, and I understand what you're saying, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong, but plates playing time is about trust. Mm-hmm. If I can't put you on the on the on the court, on the field, or anywhere, and trust that you're going to come through, and when I need you to come through in the clutch, then I'm going to be a little more limited. And most coaches during the playoff times, the bench shrinks a little bit. You know what I'm saying? And, and you know, that, that's just that's just most coaches. You look you look at what what happened unless. You you know, you're blowing blowing somebody out. You know, most most coaches only play seven, eight guys. See, and we're going back
1: to statistically again. See, that's what I'm talking about. That's where it misleads you every time, statistically. Going back in history, statistically the coaches do this. They do. No, you need to change it up. That's the problem. You can't be like everybody else. You're you're Tyrone Lu. You're not uh, um, um, Phil Jackson. You're not that. You, you're Tyrone Lou. You need to switch it up. You got young guys. You need to play them a bit more. You got Jordan Clarkson. I didn't see that. And, and he just doesn't use his team. Okay. Well, let me ask you, they're, they're nine they're nine deep uh, and he doesn't okay. use it. Let, let um, me ask you this.
3: this. What are they doing when they get on the court? I will not they get enough time. That okay, okay, get enough if time. I put you out, if I put you into the ball game miles and you come out and you hit a clunker, you you get beat on defense, what what's what's the next move? So I mean, just you get, <laughs> you, get, I mean, you, you get beat, you trickets. get beat on defense twice. You take them out. Hey, hey, is I can, I can, we, hey this, this is when or go home, baby. You just okay. said it. This, this is the playoffs. I understand. So, so we, we we don't have time. I don't have time to see. Oh, it, oh, does Miles feel like playing tonight? Or <laughs> I don't know if he feel like playing tonight. Let me let me give him five more minutes. As five more minutes, we could be down by twenty. I I, I guess I, I don't think
1: I don't think Cleveland is in that position to actually be able to. Be that, be that judgmental on their players yet right now because they got to use their depth. They got to use what they got, and they got to use eight nine B. And that's all I got to say, Tower. It, 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 I mean, LeBron can't do with forty four points every night. He can, but it's gonna wear him out. That, that ain't gonna do nothing. to Get him to the Eastern East Conference Finals, maybe win that, and they don't. They won't have a chance in the uh, in the finals because he'd be worn out by then.
0: Okay. All right, well, okay, now that we uh, kind of went way around the mulberry push again, first of all, I will ask you this, please, sir. I understand that you like Cleveland, mm-hmm. and that's your team. I get that. I'm going to just remind you that when you're all excited about your team, to so please, please read the information about your team's performance because a lot of those guys you mentioned, they got time, and the stat sheet was zero five. Three. So the reason why I didn't play, Coach Luce said, if I keep these guys in the game, we might get blown out. And we can't. We, we're down 1-0. We have to at home. So we got to win this game. We can't mess around with these guys. Minutes to- go out the and play last night. Did you, you got it on there. Uh, well, I, I'm thinking you, the Cleveland guy. So I think you should <laughs> come yeah. and tell me. <laughs> well, 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 <laughs> you made it sound like you got the
1: stats on your. Uh, well, well, well had, we did. We, had, had you been on time? No, we already, we already did.
2: we got We can't have the same
3: content going on and on. Right. <laughs> because you're <laughs> a Cleveland guy. Well, we appreciate you though. Yeah, we, we you. love, we love you, Miles. Okay. Okay. Facebook. We love him. Right. Periscope. We do, we do really love him, but uh. Uh, You're wrong
0: tonight.
3: <laughs> but, <laughs> I am not wrong, but Tyron would really do niggas a little bit There's no,
1: no reason why Tristan Tompkins shouldn't play it at all. There's no reason for
0: that. Well, right now we're going to take a little break And then we're going to, we're going to come back Attention promoters, sure. event organizers, and that's committee. Right here If
2: you're, you're looking for a place radio. To have your next big event You must check out the C-Room Multiplex The C-Room Multiplex cordially invites you to book your next artist Or to host your next big event At the C-Room Specializing in the following areas CD release parties Showcases, fashion shows Movie premieres, birthday celebrations Wedding receptions Banquets, pastors' anniversaries, special events, and more. At the Sea Room Multiplex, we also offer catering and decorating packages. For more information, call us 678 823 5124. That's 678 823 5124. Or visit us on the web at Sea dot That's C dot com. The c Room is Atlanta's premier Christian entertainment venue. The c Room, 4013A Jonesboro Road. Park, Georgia. Mention this, ad for special pricing.
0: this is Mr. Jonathan Simmons, host of the Real Talk Sports Show. Do you like the positive sports stories you've been hearing? Well, partner with us to help keep the good news of sports on the air. We have great audio, video, and internet advertising packages available to promote any size business or event. Contact me directly at 678-410-9833 or send me an email. Sales at realtalksports.net. We'd love to partner with you to keep the good news in sports on the air. All right, we're back here. You're listening to The Real Talk Sports Show. We're broadcasting you live on BlockTalkRadio.com. We also are broadcasting on Facebook Live and on Periscope. Uh, To my left, I have the one and only, the one and only Captain America, Ken Swillings, in the building. (laughs) Yes, sir also have with me back in the building uh, the one and only Miles T, a.k.a. Miles Tyson, in the building. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Well, uh, guys, uh, let's talk a little bit about the NFL because the NFL has announced their 2018 schedule. And uh, we're going to go to that and take a peek. Of uh, course, one thing that we do know the opening game of the 2018 football season is our Atlanta Falcons yes, against. Yes, sir. The Philadelphia Eagles. Yes. So uh, we are excited to know that we are once again going to be primetime. Ken, they're actually rolling back the clock. If you remember about 10 years ago, almost, it's been about 10 years, that the same thing happened, that the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, in this particular case, had uh, played the Atlanta Falcons in the NFC Championship game. Okay, right. And they played here primetime. Yeah, I remember that. Sold-out dome, yep. electrifying game, and I think the Falcons actually won that game. They did. Uh, to open up the season, so uh, hopefully we'll do the same thing. Well again, let's take a look at our Atlanta Falcons. Again, opening up uh, uh, the first game of the season, 8.20 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Falcons travel down to, up to Philly and take on the Philadelphia Eagles. Miles, what do you think about that game? Is that the, what do you think the Falcons' chances are, and how important is it for them to win that game?
1: Uh, I, I think it's a big uh, pivotal game for him to open up the season, uh, set the tone against the Super Bowl championship Super, Super Bowl champions. I um, think it's gonna be a good one. Uh, I would love to see what Matt Ryan's gonna do coming out uh, uh, out the uh, gate. I would love did, you, did he even get? Do you got about two cents, Matt Ryan? All right, baby, he's pivotal. I want to, especially after see what they do in the draft because they don't even draft a quarterback, I, and you and you're just sitting there. Counting on this man for another three or four or five years, you don't even get nobody to even, uh, to, uh, you know, come after him or, or you know, to to learn from him or whatever. Now at at this time, um, I really am interested to see what he does. Uh, Julio Jones. Um, He's actually going to be
0: in uh, trying to count this year. I think he missed it last year a little bit because of injury. He will be. Now, of and, course, yeah. once again, people are, you know, I'm not saying throwing shade, but there was a couple of rumblings and some of the other sports shows talking about Julio is not in the voluntary workouts. Uh, and he got permission from the Falcons not to be there mm-hmm. because he is opening up his uh, a brand-new car dealership in Tuscaloosa.
1: Okay.
0: And he got permission to do that because what Julio knows is I can't play forever. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: so, so I need a way to get some income. And so he has decided to join – and several other players have done that over the years. Can you know uh, open a oh, yeah. car dealership? I mean, who wouldn't? I mean, you yeah. you know, I know about I don't know about you, but I like cars. Yeah,
3: yeah, and people like cars. Mm-hmm. And, and Julio has a has a name and has a, a brand recognition, so people will will come by cars from Julio Jones yeah. just to think they're gonna yeah. just, they're gonna see him. Right. he's gonna be there, so you know.
0: And just so you know, folks, that may happen. I think today you might have seen him at that grand opening, but that's going to be about it most that's of the time. About it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's not going to be uh, doing that. But, yeah, the Falcons um, actually are going to be appearing in three primetime games. Of course, we talked about them opening up the season uh, in Philadelphia. They also, intriguingly enough, are going to be playing on Thanksgiving night in New Orleans. In New Orleans. yes. And I got to tell you, that's going to be, uh, th- that's going to be something. Yeah, uh, and it's it's interesting how can uh you know the the Falcons continue or the NFL continues to allow the Falcons uh, to play the Saints around the holidays. Now, of course, Ken, you you know you you got some Kent folk that play for uh, right the Saints, was. And, right. uh that that, that that just how big is that that game? I mean, we we talk about it sometimes, but but just let people know just w- how big Saints Falcons is in, in terms oh. of robbery and excitement. And the rivalry is real. The excitement is real. I mean,
3: uh, I remember when my cousin Pat played there. Of mm-hmm. course, I cheered for the Saints. Well, I didn't necessarily cheer for the Saints. I cheered for him. Uh, I've always been an Atlanta kind of fan, you know, because uh, during that time, Dion was around. and oh, right, oh yeah. And, uh, had all that good stuff going on, good cooking here. So I, I, I you know, I had I had opportunities to actually go to some of those some of those games when my cousin was playing. So it was it was good to see. See him play in. I wanted him to do well, but I never wanted, you know, the the Falcons to lose to to the Saints. Uh, You know, and it's still wanted. It's still like that today. I'm even more invested in it now since I can, you know, I can kind of full fledged be out and have my Falcons banner up. You know, and I, I, you know, I love the Falcons. I want want to see them do well. I want to see them beat the the Saints at any cost, uh, at any time, and anywhere. And, um, you know, that's just what we want to see. That's what we want to see.
0: Well, again, let's take a look at the Falcons' schedule up close and personal. we're going to find out what this team's medal is right off the grip. Because uh, if we look at this schedule here after this, before they get a bye on week eight, that first half of the season, I All think right. going to let us know whether the Falcons are going to be contenders again in the playoffs or not. They open enough, as we mentioned, September 6th, first game of the season, they will be squared off in Philadelphia against the Philadelphia Eagles. Now the good news is because they open up on a Thursday, their next game is not for another ten days. Right. Okay. When they will uh, have their first home game against New Orleans, and the schedule gods have been good to them, uh, they play three home games in a row after playing that opening night Thursday game. Carolina first comes in, then New Orleans. So you got you got your rival games back to back. Which is to kind of interesting okay. at home, uh, and uh, then the Cincinnati Bengals, Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh. Uh, they go on the road to uh, to play Pittsburgh. They come back home to play Tampa Bay and the Giants. So what you're really looking at, Atlanta fans, you're going to get your home games front-loaded. Unlike last year, right. we had right. a lot of games at the end. The NFL said, nope, not this year. So you got five home games in the first seven weeks of the season here in Atlanta.
3: Right. That's, that sounds uh very in, intriguing. Um, You know, get your tickets early. <laughs> right. Yeah. And get out there and get, get a chance to see them. Uh, hopefully they can get some good good stuff going and uh, make it a real uh, uh, dome field advantage or um, uh, a B's advantage or however you want to call it, uh, you know, and and have a good record going into the latter half of the season and and really play well on the road, you know, and uh, that's going to be that's going to be important. That's gonna and that's really going to
0: test them early too, see to yeah, what to they really got. Yeah. That's what I said. You're yeah. going to find out right away what what the Falcons are have and what they may be able to do this year because like again, you that schedule is very tough, and then the schedule ends with them. Basically playing uh, three of their last four games on the road, including uh, a, a, a December 9th game at Lambeau Field against the Packers. And you oh, got to wow. believe that they're going to be looking for some payback because the last two times the Falcons have got them. <laughs>
3: right. And, so, and, and that's a game that could be, uh, we could be talking about playoff seedings at that moment. We could oh, no be doubt. talking about, you know, a lot of different things. Uh and uh, I'm pretty sure we'll end up with who? Uh, who do we end? Who's the last game of the season?
0: Last game, of the season, let's take a look here. I believe it is a rivalry. Opponent. Yes, it is. Right. the last two games of the season, as they normally are, yeah. are back within the division. They they go on the road to Carolina
3: right.
1: and
0: finish on the road on December 30th against Tampa Bay. Let's see, in those games, I love
3: the way the NFL did that that portion of of the scheduling uh, for the last few years because everybody has to be engaged because the games mean a whole lot, and we know. Division games late in the season, uh, it's like winning twice. It's like winning twice. if you Correct. If you can win.
0: Oh, no doubt. There's no doubt about it, man. So, uh, uh, big news there is the Falcons, again, um, will be tested early. And, really, if you look at their schedule, because they are a playoff team, they're going to be tested often because they're going to be playing some teams that I think are going to be somewhat improved over last year. The New York Giants are certainly not going to be a slouchy team. They have to play the Giants here. So, that game is going to be very interesting right. because uh, every every New York – a fan that can get their hands on tickets are going to do so. Right. They didn't travel on the road to Washington. Washington's going to be an interesting team. Uh, no more uh, Kirk Cousins, but uh, you know they still have a uh, an outstanding quarterback that will be coming in. You said that like that was a big
3: deal.
1: You said that like that was a big deal. No more Kirk Cousins. Man.
3: No, no more Cousins. Alex Smith was a what? But they're about the same. You ain't missing nothing. Alex Smith was a what? Uh huh. Alex Smith was a winner, baby. Right. I mean, the guy. Yeah, he, I keep, I keep trying, trying to tell the guy,
0: but I mean, that's uh, right, he
3: win. I mean, he, uh, he, might uh, not win, he might
0: not win playoff games
3: and all that good stuff. But the cat is a solid quarterback. On a regular the season, of season, season. I mean, he puts, season. he
0: puts, up your favorite thing that you don't like. Exactly. <laughs> you don't care about that. Exactly. That. That's what it's based off of. Let
3: me ask you this: In your personal opinion, yes, sir. How long of a leash uh does Sarkeesian have?
0: Uh, I don't know, man. You know, it's funny you talk about that yeah, because, sure. you know, there's already some rumbling that, you know, other people are interested in him and he might be taking a peek. Now, of course, uh, you, like this, but they said Seattle actually kind of took a peek at him. Right, right. Um, and listen, come on, let, let's be real for a second here. Okay, please. The one thing that I, that I found out with the Sarkeesian hire, it stamped it home to me that as much as we talk about the NFL and not for long and, and all that kind of stuff, the realities are it's like any other business. It is still relationship-driven. Oh, relationship. Relationship. Oh, yes, Sarkeesian would not be in the NFL. I'm going to say this. I know some people are going to kind of look at me funny or get mad. There, this guy would not be in the league coaching anything if it wasn't for Dan Quint. Right. Okay? Let, uh, let's be real, because here's a guy that and, – and don't get me wrong, man. I, there's some stuff I've done that, you know, that I had to repent and get right. But this guy, as a head coach of a, of a legendary college, went on a drunken rampage
2: yep.
0: in front of the boosters, cussed people out. And had been, Seriously, I mean, you would be laughing, but this, this is not the situation where the guy had a sidebar with somebody, got right. into a little argument, in a public forum, cussed people out, and had the AD had to uh, personally get him up out of the venue. Mm-hmm. Got out, he, would, he would not be coaching anywhere. Right. If it had not been for Dan Quinn, yeah. there's a lot of quarterbacks. The reason why they're still in the league is because coach X or coach Y likes them. Right. Mm-hmm. A lot of these guys can't. they should have been out the league. Mm-hmm. A lot of these guys, these backup quarterbacks, these, 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 what do they call them? I think like They call them journeymen. Right. These guys, yes, their, their, their final journey should be out of the league. <laughs> <laughs> it is.
3: Well, well, you know, and, and that, uh, that being said, the reason I asked that question was because, you know, I really, think the falcons have kind of positioned themselves um by bringing um you, you know the other OGs, Alex uh, mm-hmm. yeah and yep. uh, uh bringing him back bringing him you know around letting him you know he'll be here through the whole offseason through everything and get another pair of eyes on that offensive um uh game planning and that's that was my problem. that's been my whole problem the whole time with Sarkeesian. you know it's just you know in game management, I think uh, you know for the last, the uh, well, last season anyway was was uh, horrific uh, for the offensive side of the ball because it was almost like well I got this fast car and I got it and I really don't want to wreck it <laughs> but you know so I'll I'll play with caution hoping that you know that I'll hit on something and if I don't. Defense to win the ball game yeah. or this seventh thirty. Speed and,
1: limit of sixty. you yeah, can't go
3: higher than sixty. You can't, go high to 60. You, can't yeah. you can't run sixty at Talladega. <laughs> you know exactly. what I'm saying? You you, you can't. You know, I mean yeah. you, you can you couldn't even you couldn't even make a wall at Talladega if you try trying to run sixty. That's <laughs> but you Atlanta on Speedway trying to run sixty. You got to You got to open that thing up mm. and you got to get going. You know, so you well, know, I, I, it's just gonna be interesting to see uh, how how far it goes if it goes any far farther than than we know. If Greg Knapp is is already, I call him Alex Knapp. Sorry about that, Greg Knapp. <laughs> Greg Knapp is already sitting there, uh, you know, you know, ready, ready to to, to take the the rail, the 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 the, uh, the, uh, the, the rains, because we know that um, Dan Quinn doesn't have a problem with shutting down coaches. Yeah, he, he will shut a coach down. You know, like a, in a like beat.
1: you said, I think he did limit him to a, a extent to where he didn't open up the playbook, and just like the way they ended the season last year with a. A one out route to Julio Jones, just a one. Really, you, you ain't gonna have no secondary person that Matt Ryan can throw it to. You're just gonna have a straight, just bootleg to the right and just try to hit Julio. Well, see, am, I am mean, I, that was just that was just stupid play calling to me. You yeah. should have at least two or three other options. Right yeah. uh, out, a uh, 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 back to the outside or something. Yeah. I'm just saying. Well,
3: my whole problem with that whole series that that we talk about is the man that got us down the field. Yeah. When we got the first and nine, he was on the sideline. I'm like, you know, the recognition of who's hot and who's not has got to be part of your 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 psyche and your game plan. Mm -hmm. You, I mean, if I'm sitting at the house of three thousand miles away can and can see that this man is hot, give him the ball. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, you are you are a coach. You got to be you got to live in the present moment. You got to. You got, to, And that's when a coach got has to have somebody to say, hey, coach, hey, don't forget, uh, don't forget about don't, forget Matt about so-and-so. don't Matt forget Ryan. About so-and-so. Matt Ryan, that's what Matt Ryan was supposed to do. Okay. Uh, Matt Ryan was I knew it was going to come back to Matt. That's yeah, of
0: course it was. come Before we do that, we do want to give a shout-out to those people who, and some of them may uh, no longer be uh, watching because they've logged on and checked in. We know how that works on social media. We want to give a big shout out to Pam Johnson. Jamal Beasley out of Detroit, Michigan. Of course, our cameraman logged in to make sure we're we're on the air. This is Ken Waddle Moore. And David Grace, there's a guy, man, we're going to bring him back on. But that guy, you want to talk about a story. Uh, This guy goes out and does witnessing at just almost every major sporting event. Oh, wow. And uh, has witnessed to all kinds of people. It's just unbelievable how he's able to get across uh, the gospel through a book that a uh, uh, good friend of his wrote called One Heartbeat Away that really kind of breaks the need for salvation out very, very plainly. I will give a shout-out to... uh, Elder and Pastor Good Buddy, Saunt Edward Ware, uh, Rebecca Curtin-Boxdale. Yes, Ken sees you. And, of course, uh, <laughs> Leonard Spikes, we want to give a shout-out to him because he is part of the group of our, of our new sponsor, which is Right on the Money. Uh, check them out at rightonthemoney.co. They do a tremendous job of getting your financial house in order. If it is out of order, again, check them out. Go to their website. You can find all information you need on how to contact them at right on the Money dot co dot co dot com that's why i said co dot com mm-hmm. so uh, check them out there and again we appreciate them and their sponsorship of not only this broadcast but also of our ministry broadcast clarion call so big big shout out and kudos to them and we thank god for them as i mentioned uh, earlier in the broadcast well uh you know i think what i'm gonna do guys before this is all done because we got we got about another 15 minutes left I think I might order me some kind of plate.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I just had a feeling that was coming up. I you know, didn't know. I, I didn't know. I was <laughs> trying to, you know, be the, the you know, the, the host thing on point, keeping everybody in there. Yeah, room. yeah, keep everybody in. The room. But the food keeps going by me, man. Because I mean, you know, we're in the entertainment center in the Bolívar. We're in their, their lounge areas. I mean, they got the, you know, they got that good sports bar of food. They got the burger platters going by, them big old steak fries. Mm-hmm. Uh, got the game on. Chicken tender. The game is on. Matter of fact, right now, it is uh, still hot and heavy, still close game. Philadelphia up 90-88 to 88 with about a minute and a half to go. Joel Embiid is in the game and uh, making his presence felt as he hits a nice uh, jumper there. So, again, you can check that game out. It's on TNT. Philadelphia holds a very narrow 90-88 to 88 lead over the Miami Heat. And uh, you got to – what's going on with Justin Winslow? I think he had 19 points in the first half. He's been red hot yeah. uh, for them, playing extremely well. Well, getting back to NFL and talking a little bit again about our uh, Falcons. All right, gentlemen, who do you think the Falcons should draft uh, in this upcoming draft? Speaking of that, let me see if I can get a little bit of a clip here of the, the Falcons' uh, headship here, uh, Thomas Dimitroff and Dan Clement. let to see if I can get a little bit of this clip here. Hopefully the uh, the – wonderful technology will work for us so that we can hear it and our people who are watching online can hear it as well. So let's, uh, let's go ahead and kind of mess with this while we're waiting. Uh, um, you guys can call us up because the phone line is actually open now, 347-326-9991. You can join the Real Talk Sports Show with your comments on who you think the Falcons should draft in the upcoming draft. Uh, there's a lot of people on the table. We don't know if they're still going to be there. But uh, um, I'm sure that all you guys have your ideas on who they should draft. We're getting that a minute. in again. We're trying to ratchet up and see if we can get you a little bit of a sound bite from uh, the Falcons head coach, Dan Quinn, and their general manager, Thomas Dimitrov. Uh, so, again, we're waiting for the technology to help us out. And hopefully that will load up in just a second. It is uh, loading. And it looks like, of course, you know, since I wanted it, it's not going to load right here. So that's always the way it is. I thought I was – well, you know, if I, if, if I had my choice, I
1: would go with a quarterback, you know. <laughs>
3: with who? I, I, a with, quarterback. With, with us, a quarterback. Uh-huh. You, you know. You know
1: quarterback. I, I, didn't, I
0: didn't say uh-huh. uh, Let's see if we can get the comments here from uh, General Manager Thomas DeMitchoff <laughs> and Head Coach Dan Quinn to see what their sensibilities are about this draft. Let's see if we can get a look at that sound bite here. If it will cooperate with me. And it's thinking about cooperating, but. They decided not to again. We had it uh, cranking there for the second one to get that sound bite again from uh, General Manager uh, Thomas Mitchell and Head Coach Dan Quinn about what they think uh, should be the uh, pick for the Falcons. But anyway, while we're waiting, you're saying in the, for the 26th pick, or are you thinking the Falcons are trade down? You just said the Falcons would draft a quarterback. I, I think they should, uh,
1: maybe not in their first pick, but if they can get something uh, second, third round, okay. uh, uh a good backup for the future um, which I, I don't know like you know who i want but i i really don't like y'all like y'all said i think it would be a controversy and some 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 static okay, going on go. whoa, 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 we have the clip whoa, whoa, whoa. here it
0: is. here's a clipper All right, well, of course, the technology would not work with us, so we can really hear that clearly. But basically, they were talking about, uh, you know, how they were set to draft up. And I don't know, I guess the the big need for the Falcons is defensive line Mm -hmm. because they decided to, and I guess rightfully so. uh, We went from, you know, it's very interesting. If we remember this time last year, before the season, we were talking about how deep the Falcons defensive line was. Right. Yep. Uh, they brought in Jack Crawford from the Cowboys. Right. Uh, he looked very, very well in those opening uh, parts of the preseason. We thought that Rasheed Hegeman the year before, had started to turn the corner. And so we were looking at this. They brought in uh, uh, Dontari Poe. Right. So we were saying the strength of the Falcons' defense was going to be the defensive line. And although the defense did improve mightily, now we look a year later, and once again, the Falcons are looking for defensive line <laughs> help in the interior. So I'm not... I'm not quite sure what's what's going on here, but Ken, who do you think they should grab or well, who would you want them to get? Forget about who's available. Who would you want them to pick uh in that first particular pick? If if all if everybody was available, who would you want? If I mean it, and everyone, don't tell me Bradley each other. Give me some you know I mean yeah,
3: I'm right, gonna say right. I won't up, you right, know? Okay, don't give me a, <laughs> and not Nick, but uh, right. no mm-hmm. no but uh, you know if, if if it was interior lineman or defensive lineman, you know, you gotta you gotta think of uh Tavan one of those guys that exactly. like that, you know, uh, the kid from Alabama, um, yeah, uh, the, the big, 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 there from there. You got to think of somebody along those lines. Uh, you know, I, I, just, you know, I, I, don't, I don't, know what they're going to do. That's kind of a mystery. Uh, I don't know if they'll trade down. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause I think this, this draft is going to, it's, it's going to get slotted. You know, you're going to see a, a, a run on quarterbacks at, at the beginning. Um, you know, if, if Saquon Barkley, out of the first four, five, six picks, might be the only one uh, that they jumps into that number two slot or, or, or whatever because it's going to be wild up top. It's going it, to be wild up is, top.
1: And I, I don't think – I gonna I say that you can always have depth on the defensive tackle, uh, defensive line. You always want guys to sub in, sub out all during the season to keep your depth good and strong. But they don't have to go that way. I don't think they, they, they don't have to because their they, their defense is top ten in the league that I've seen last year, and I, I wouldn't trade them for any defense in the playoffs last year. to Be honest with you, um, but that's why I, I want to see them really get take it seriously on the quarterback thing, but which is not probably going to happen. But um, maybe I mean, receiver they're pretty stacked too. The tight end they they're, they're settled, so they don't really have a, a, a must have. Situation, but what, that's what, that's why I don't understand why they won't go for the. I mean, let's just be honest. I'm not. I, everybody say I'm, I'm all Matt wine, but let's just, just be honest. He's older. I mean, you gotta eventually get somebody to yeah. to see him. But but i would just say why not start now and just it, let him. It's,
3: it's not right now.
1: I, I, just, I mean, I'm just saying I, I don't understand that that, that logic though. Just, i mean when you're not in
3: as, need, as, as as they would say, just the uh, first round. That's why. I, you work. <laughs> you. You're, not, you're not part of the, wow. the brain trust, uh, you know, because football is an emotional sport. But you have to take in on the business side of it. Mm-hmm. You have to take all the emotion out of it. Mm-hmm. And you have. And you know, I would like to. I, I often wondered would they when they get to the 26 pick, would they, would they trade up? And I believe, I, you know, I believe they're going to trade up. And and they got they got the eye on somebody that we hadn't. Even, we ain't yeah. we yeah. thought it, we mm-hmm. ain't even and they're gonna take this guy and we're gonna be like, Oh my god, just like we were with Keon Neal. Just like we were with, with Dion Jones. We're like, Deion, who you know <laughs> and so you know, they're gonna find that guy. And if one thing that I've learned over the last few years, uh since Dan Quinn has been here, we have to trust his ability and uh his scout's ability to uh to get what they need uh if on the defensive side of the ball. Now, I would like to, I would like to, I, I do this year would like to see them take an offensive ball player first. Hey, yeah, exactly. I, These think, are I think they need, you know, whether that, that, that's, a, that's getting a, a guard or, or even getting a, a running back or doing something different that we hadn't seen before, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, and, or even if it's just taking the best available player. Because mm-hmm. what if we get to number 26 and, and Kevin, Kevin really is there?
0: Well, funny you should mention it because in the last CBS mock draft, they said number twenty six, Dawkins would select Calvin Ridley, wide receiver to Alabama. No. Mm-hmm. Uh, because now you would have a situation you would have a a, a starting wide receiver court that would be this way Who Will Jones, Mohammed Sadnou, and Calvin Ridley. Right, exactly. And again, we we not we understand that Ridley is not a speed burner mm-hmm. um but we saw that this guy is this guy makes plays. He can make plays, right? And, and, and he can catch the ball consistently. So yeah. that's that's it. that's a that's, a, that's what CBS Sports is saying is they might go ahead and get another wide receiver because the Falcons do like to replenish and get what they're looking for via the draft. They're not really they've, – they've kind of slowed down that whole free agent acquisition thing. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the few that they have made have been – the last couple have been right on the right and, and,
3: you know, when you build through the draft, uh, you only need the, the free agency part of it to to, to accent right. mm-hmm. the different things. Exactly. I mean – if you build right and you get the right ball players in, they buying to your system. Hey, you have got a good ball player for three or four years, and then you can make a decision whether you're going to keep, whether you going keep or not. <laughs> the, God, right. and, and he didn't cost you a whole lot of money, to be honest
2: with
1: you. Well, can let me ask you a question about just the NFL period. Has it gone away from just drafting a quarterback? To when you draft a quarterback, is are they drafting
3: them for now? Are they drafting them not to sit two or three years? It, 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 Behind. It, it just depends on the, the need of the team at that moment, and most of these teams that are drafting quarterbacks are in dire need. You you look look at who, look at who's drafting. quarterbacks. what quarterback happened to the,
1: what happened to those years where you draft a quarterback when you, when you get when you're good at quarterback? But you know he only got maybe good two years left. What what's wrong with drafting that? that okay, banking they okay. Letting him them sit to show sure. sure. let, sure.
3: let, yeah. let me let me ask you this: Who? That is in the draft right now. Let's get to the point. Can afford to to do that? Who's in, it? Who's in the draft? Uh, I mean, game? I mean, can, can 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 Cleveland afford to do that? Actually, they can. They got Tyron well, Taylor for two years, and
1: they
0: can get. What's they're looking at? Uh, the, the dude from uh Wyoming, uh, Josh Allen. What was it? But that's a, but that's see, that's what Ken's point is. Okay, Josh Allen is a top five pick. What right. he's saying is is that okay, what if you what if you don't want to do that? I mean, uh, you know, what if you're saying, All right, we'll look at it the other way. You just picked up a guy out of out of out of uh Buffalo that's still fairly young. Um and what if you see to me, I'm thinking Cleveland, just on GP I take another quarterback. I just can't do right, it. To exactly. me to me it's a lot like what uh, what they, they, they showed uh, on uh on I think it was either thirty for thirty or on uh it's a football life, Matt Miller's son was like they were like, okay, well, my father took a wide receiver like three years in a row with the first pick. He said, even I was like, Dad, what are you doing? And, you know, and so that's kind of what I'm looking with Cleveland. And Cleveland doesn't have a good track record right. drafting quarterbacks on top mm-hmm. of that. Remember, remember you, you have, and again, they showed this. 18, 19 years ago, Cleveland was in the same position. They picked the guy that was allegedly a camp not guy. Tim Couch. Tim Couch. Tim Couch now does the, uh, what does he do, the, the color on, uh, not the color on SEC Network.
3: SEC he, Network, he, he works as, as a color analyst or whatever. But, uh, you know, and when you draft a quarterback number one, you're telling your franchise, this is my guy, this is right. my guy, he's got, he's got to play. So he's got he's to gotta be thrown out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is just this is not that day and age where, you know, you're going to have guys come and sit because most of the guys that are in front of them, they should be, and most of them are better than those guys. Yes, yeah, you know.
1: But what I'm saying is, say just say just don't have him say if Josh Allen drops down to, uh, which is not going to happen. Oh, oh, somebody we're not talking about La-
0: Lamar Jackson. Say if he drops down to. Well, that's what I wanted you to get to. You already knew it was Right, because, because that's that's you want Michael Vick 2.0. <laughs> I,
1: I do. Right. But what I'm
0: saying is, just say if he is available at
1: 26, the five, is, is he is he, you gonna pass him up?
3: At twenty six? Yes, 26? yes so I'm about. Are you serious? I'm I got greater. You gonna needs. pass I, him up? I got greater needs. I got greater needs than him at, the, at at this moment.
0: Could the Falcons shock everybody and do that? They could. But they could. I just I just think that just you you just you'd be opening up a whole can of worms that you that would not get you any closer to the Super Bowl than you are right now. Right. You can yes. you can squint and make kind of funny face, but I don't know about that. well, here's what you're gonna do. How's it gonna get you closer this year? Right. You, we're
3: in a window where of the next. Uh, three two years. Three years. That's it. Top, win. Top. Especially Lamar Jackson is not getting me closer to that one. Day. Exactly. And you, I mean, you can look crazy, on you? you know what
1: I'm saying? <laughs> it's not getting. Me, it's not getting you closer <laughs> away either. So if he's available at 26, you can get him at 26 hey, and yeah. just let him sit <laughs> <laughs> two three years. Why let's, not let's, do that? Let me tell you this. I don't. I'm if, not. If
3: he's available at 26, guess what he is, else he's going to be available at. It what? 36. Probably going to be available at 46. I, Lamar Jackson. Probably going to be available six. at 69. I doubt probably going to be, He might not go in the first 100. I seriously doubt that.
0: All right. Well, here, here's the thing. Let's <laughs> take a here, here, here are, in the last 10 years, I'm going to read you the names of guys that have been drafted uh, in the top 10 of the first round. Okay. Uh, so, this, at what position? Just, just at, in, at quarterback. Look at that quarterback. These are guys that, excuse me, have been drafted in the first round as quarterbacks. Yeah. Um and this is what we got now, now, now these are now keep in mind this is not all the guys, these are just the guys that have done well. Okay, that's just, what they, they're, just, they're, just, These are the guys that done we well. Talk my first when you talking about the flunkies, the guys that they drafted. in, they burned it out. Okay, okay. The guy they have picked here, um uh number ten. at Number thirty two overall in two thousand fourteen, the Minnesota Vikings picked up Teddy Bridgewater. Okay. Number nine. Number two overall in two thousand fifteen, the Titans chose Marcus Mariota, and of course, right behind them, Tampa Bay took, right in front of them, Tampa Bay took number one, Jameis Winston. Now, right. both of those two guys have panned out pretty well for their teams. Both have, right. Right. Now, they have been banged up and beaten up quite a bit, right. so we don't know still yet because they've kind of stepped back a little bit from the, the, the two seminal years that they have, really, really good years. Right. We're really right. not sure yet. Right. For another guy. This guy, was, I, I can't believe this, he's got the number eight overall. His name is Ryan Tannehill. I'm just saying I, I, that was overrated and to me, yeah, I didn't. But he was drafted number was eight draft overall. Number eight. Okay. Now here's a guy, 2010, that was the number one draft pick of the NFL quarterback. Who do you think that was? Sam Bradford. Sam Bradford. <laughs> now I'm gonna tell you something. Now you talk about a guy who's been living good and cashed a lot of checks. Yes, mm-hmm. Sam Bradford. His it, fe- his face mask ain't even you know, on straight when he played. Right. He, he looked. But he was drafted <laughs> <the> number one <laughs> like overall. The little giants out there. Number 18 <laughs> overall back in 2018 was a guy that the, his team got all the money's worth out of him. Drafted number eighteen in 2008 draft, and he was drafted. People said, Who? Who's this guy? at Delaware? Why are you drafting him? Right, Joe Flacco. Flacco. And we, we grant you that that the Ravens had a phenomenal defense, but Joe Flacco had one of the great postseasons in history. Nine touchdowns, no interception. I think he had something like a 130 overall passer rating in the three games he won. So they got their money's worth. Here's another guy drafted number one overall. And matter of fact, right now I believe he's the highest-paid quarterback in the league, and his team has not even got to Super Bowl. You know, I'm talking about Matthew Stafford. Yep. That's the number one overall. And he was considered the fourth best guy picked in the draft in the first round. Guess who they say in the last 10 years, were the third best quarterback selected in the first round? Who do you think that is? Miles. I'm My, waiting. Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. Two thousand eight draft number three overall. And this is what the article says. And he still like, got to Well, he actually got yeah, to exactly two championship games a and a Super Bowl. Okay. Football. Unlike those other guys that were mentioned. <laughs> I'm just saying, <laughs> no, including James Winston, where I'm sure a lot of people come ah, He should be here in the Falcons. <laughs> <Anyone else? laughs> this is what it says about uh, Matt Ryan USA today. So this selection has paid off tremendous for Atlanta. Despite the horrific defeat in Super Bowl 51, this is the golden age of Falcons football. Since Ryan has been the team's quarterback, the Falcons have made five playoff appearances in nine seasons. That run included a playoff appearance in Ryan's rookie season and a run of three straight postseason appearances. Previously, Atlanta had never reached a playoffs in consecutive seasons, nor had they won, had winning season in consecutive seasons before the Ryan win. Number two best quarterback pick in the first round, Overall, of course, goes to another former MVP. In 2011, the Carolina Panthers selected Mr. Cameron Newton, number one overall. Now, oh, right. That sounds all right. That right. Yeah, sound you look like right. a Chester cat there. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, of course, he, he's I doing a whole lot more with a lot less. Yes, man. Right. But the number one overall in terms of, now, again, this guy's been injured, but they said the best pick overall was the number one overall pick in 2012, Mr. Andrew Luck, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. Indianapolis Colts. And that's because you know um, <laughs> is he even gonna play this year? He put they're not sure
3: they're is he even throwing is even throwing the ball?
2: Yeah, they, he's, he's throwing th- to he, throw the ball now. He's
3: actually
1: throwing the uh, he's a tennis ball.
3: Yeah, something yeah, softball, some balls, ball, or, yeah. something
1: mm-hmm. like that. Okay. Yeah, he's
0: not even throwing the regular football okay. yet. So that's it. Damn, so I so don't this know push, what that means. This man <laughs> that <laughs> that Miles has been trying to replace. <laughs> I didn't say and that I'm not <laughs> Yeah, I don't think. See, I'm thinking, it's I'm thinking is, well, hey, I'm thinking it is. I no, mean, cause well, i Because you find I'm, every way you can, if there's something negative, and we're talking in football, you find a way to go all the way back in my world, and Matt Ryan <laughs> wears purple shoes yeah. on Friday. That's why he can't play quarterback for the Falcons. That's the only reason he can't play quarterback <laughs> for the Packers. And if, if we had Lamar Jackson, he wears red shoes. He could immediately step in and do what we need to do. I'm just saying.
1: I'm saying Matt Ryan is a very good quarterback. Very good. He is not great. That's
0: all I'm saying. Okay. Well, a lot of other people think that he's had a great career thus far. And I will tell you this. I know it seems odd. Okay. But if if Mr. Ryan were to win a Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl MVP. I should have. Not only that, but when his career is over, he would get some looks for Hall of Fame. He would.
3: Hey, the stats say he's, he, he uh, was, he's, he's kind of a quasi Hall of Famer right now.
0: The, the bottom line. Yeah. Bottom line, because you because here's the thing you have to the judge, judge about. It. Yeah. In, in a in a in an era of Drew Brees and Tom Brady, if you look at the if you look at the quarterback numbers for yardage, look at the, the, all those numbers. He's right there. Matt Ryan is constantly in the top five with right. that group of elite quarterbacks. Well, in, in, and he should be with an elite receiver.
1: And a, and and a good, very good receiving call. He should be. So that's not y'all. Y'all making it sound like he's out there working with what Cam Newton got, with, with what what Drew Brees was doing, when he had them four thousand yards with 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 not star receivers in a league oh, okay. or probably top three and top two receivers. Then well, yeah. none of new quarterbacks had that. Tom Brady ain't had no top top three. Top, top, uh, end now, which is injury. And he who coached Tom Brady again? Uh, Oh, oh, so now, and that's the coach. But, y- y'all were telling me to play as play, man. Well, I'm
0: just I'm just I'm saying, him, really? Okay, so okay. what I'm just saying is, is not Bill Belchick considered one of the greatest coaches of all time? He is. Okay. And so now, isn't Sean Payton considered one of the great offensive minds in the NFL? He's going to tell you we Okay. Well, on that, <laughs> note, <laughs> on that note, boys and girls, we's going to wrap it up. We appreciate all those of you who have listened to us here on block Up Radio. Also, those of you who have watched us here on Facebook Live, we appreciate you. Remember, follow us anywhere on social media, at weird Talk Sports 7 Follow uh, Mr. Spilling, simply at Chris Spilling, no SMM, and, uh And I don't know how you can follow Miles. I just think you're you know each and every week we sign off we ask you do you know the lord jesus christ your personal savior if you don't i'm going to tell you please man please sir get the norm today why because nobody absolutely nobody loves you like jesus again you can follow us on social media at minister Jsim' that's you can follow me personally that's minister j s-i-m-m or you can also follow us here at real talk sports 7 remember check us out on the web at www.realtalksports.net bye everybody god bless you and good night peace peace out Okay.